What's up, everybody? Welcome into ADC Sports Picks. Brian and I are going to have a great show for you on this special Thursday night football edition and get you ready for the Titans at the Packers tonight. Big Brian, what's good, man? Looking sharp. Uh, thank you, brother. Uh, ready to go, man. Big Thursday game. Packers got to win to stay a, or keep any playoff hopes afloat. And obviously, Titans are jockeying for where they want to be in January. Yep, you're exactly right, man. We're going to get into all of that. But first, welcome in ADC Sports Picks. I'm Isla Bell of CBS Sportslight alongside Brian Edwards of VegasInsider.com. ADC Sports Picks are brought to you every usually Friday, going special Thursday here by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Uh, use Bet uh, BetMGM code A to Z Sports. That's A T O Z Sports to get a risk free bet of up to $1,000 on pro football. That is BetMGM, the king of sports books. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Must be present in the state of Tennessee for gambling problem support. Call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. All right, Brian, let's get right into it, man. Titans, Packers tonight. All right, we got currently sitting Packers three and a half point favorite and a total bouncing around 41, 41 and a half. I think 42s might be gone. I'm going to throw it to you first, man. What do you got? All right, man. So as for the side, um, you know, Titans have covered seven in a row, could have easily won outright in seven in a row. Only the OT loss when they were playing with two, two hands behind their back without a quarterback, essentially. Um, Titans are playing great ball. I mean, had a horrible first half last week, but uh, that anemic Denver offense didn't take advantage. And then they just shut Denver down in the second half and, you know, get enough offense. I mean, you look at I mean. In their last four games, they've scored 19, 17, 17, and 17. And they should be 4-0 in those games. And they are 3-1 and straight up and 4-0 against the spread, which speaks to how well their Titans defense is playing. Now, obviously, four starters out. Um, the under has certainly been gold lately, six in a row. So I'm, I'm not against the under. I'm not against the Titans. Just the short week with the road teams is just normally not good. They're going up to cold weather, although I don't know that that's a disadvantage. I think the cold weather might even be advantageous to Tennessee because they want to run the ball more than Green Bay does. But I'm just going to go with Derrick Henry's prop. Um, I'm going to go with him to go over 99 and a half rushing yards, but I would like it all the way up to 105, 110. Now, he, he you know, Denver – Obviously, you know, he, he got held into the 50s with his rushing yards, but they're number two in the NFL in total defense, number one in scoring D. We're going up against a Green Bay uh, run defense that's ranked 26th. And before, you know, last week's, um, you know, rushing total in the 50s for Henry, um, which obviously went under, um, the five games before that, he had 115, 219. 128, 102, and 114. And a couple of those were with Malik Willis, where they just knew he was going to run the ball, but they couldn't stop it anyway. The, the Packers aren't good against the run. So I'm going to go Derrick Henry's rushing yards over. Now, I am going to do this, or at least be looking for this live. I would love to get Tennessee if Green Bay scores or gets the, uh, a lead early. And if I can get Tennessee live at plus six or plus seven, certainly if I can get them plus seven or better, I would definitely jump on that. You know, if an in-game live opportunity uh, presents itself, but right now, just Derrick Henry uh, on the over. Yeah. All right. So first off, I like that. All right, and, and I, I, I don't disagree with anything that you just laid out. I think you're spot on. So, all right. First off, I'm playing the under. I got it at 42. I'll play it again, 41 and a half. 
Um, I think you got two teams offensively that run a ton of clock, churn a lot of clock, uh, aren't afraid to use field goal kickers. Although, you know, Tennessee is going to be without Randy Bullock tonight. They're going to go with your boy, Josh Lambeau. All right. Urban Myers guy. Uh, but that being said, look, um, I'm going to say one thing, and there's two ways to look at it. The Titans are an extremely banged up team, especially defensively. Um, their offense doesn't score a lot of points, but they just keep doing it. And Mike Vrabel, it, he, I don't know if there's a coach in the NFL that does more with less. And, and, and I don't say less as like a slight against the Titans. I'm just saying. Like, everyone understands the offensive limitations with the team, wide receivers, whatever, offensive line. That's what I'm saying. It, it, it's impossible to fade Mike Vrabel in these games. Like, it's impossible. You cannot do it. That And let me also say, I don't believe all that much in Green Bay either. I know that they had a good game last week. First time in more than a month. Yeah, like I'm not buying into it. That being said, I say that to say this. There's two ways you could look at that. One, keep riding the Titans. They've given you no reason to jump off the train. None. They keep covering, especially in these games. Primetime, underdog, on the road, bad weather. Like, I mean, that, like, if you were making a Mike Vrabel, like, pot roast, those are your four ingredients, right? Like, the, all four of those, right? That being said, I'm also going to say this, and I think anyone who looks at the Titans objectively will also understand what I'm going to say. This team is due for a loss at some point. I'm not saying it's tonight, but it is incredibly difficult to continue winning over and over and over in the NFL, scoring 17 points. It, it's, it, it's just... It's it, not it defies, sustainable. It, it, exactly. It defies the numbers. Again, I'm not saying I'm going against Tennessee. Not. Like, I'm, I'm riding the under with you. And there's some props that I'm going to give you in a second. But it, at some point, it is going to cost you that you're only scoring 17 or fewer points. It, it, it's just going to happen, Right. And I don't know if that's tonight. I don't know when. But it's something to be cognizant of looking at it from a betting perspective. Now, prop-wise, I feel you on Derrick Henry, right? Absolutely. Both teams are going to run the ball a lot. Um, I think Mason Crosby for Green Bay field goals over one and a half is definitely in play. Josh Lambeau, I mean, he did could do it. Did this lawsuit get thrown out this week? Didn't I see it that did. on the table? <laughs> it did. Well, like, now he's getting paid again, so good. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have, like, I have faith in him. He's a good kicker, yeah. especially he's motivated. I don't know how much the Titans would use him. So I'm not coming out with it saying, hey, definitely play this. But he's a good kicker. Like, I have no concern with that whatsoever. But definitely Mason Crosby's probably in play here. Um, a couple stats for you. Um, the Titans have recorded, the Titans defense has recorded an interception in seven straight games. Seven straight. I'm going to play Aaron Rodgers. Uh, over half an interception at plus one fifty, just because it's plus, plus one fifty to take uh, that he has one. Yep. Wow. And he gets. It, let me say, I know that you know normally Aaron Rodgers is not an interception throwing kind of guy. He definitely has been this year, but he gets a lot of passes tipped, right? Like it's not necessarily him throwing bad passes, which he, he has certainly. I'm not saying he hasn't, but yeah, like and this this is a ball hawk. Titans secondary, right? So I'm going to play that. Uh, if you could find punts, I'd play that too. The Titans have punted 
16 times total over their last two games, 21 wow. times over their last three. Now, again, nobody wants to punt, but I'm also saying Ryan Stonehouse is a weapon. This is a, a field position type game, right? Because we could see two offenses that could have trouble going 80 yards consistently, right? So DK is usually, uh, you know, a book that I find it. Uh, Bet MGM, we love you. Just don't really ever have them. So take a look there. You might find it, might not. Um, but again, I think the under is a play here. Uh, weather's going to be in play here. Um, yeah, like this is a tough game because there are a lot of game scripts that this thing could go in and it could make you look stupid as a better. But dude, like I, I think it's going to be pretty tight. Any other thoughts you have on it? I hope Green Bay gets out of the lead and I can get the Titans live plus six or plus seven. That's that's my thought. But yeah. other than that, go go Derrick Henry, go. Give him 30 touches, please. You know, I'm fascinated with that part too, especially first quarter, first half. You know, because did you, you say I know you weren't against it. Did you say you're on over as well or or no? I am on the under. Oh, like on Derrick Henry? No, no, I mean uh, I'm sorry. I meant like uh, uh Henry's specific rushing yards problem. Oh, uh, no play for me. Gotcha. Let me say, I, I, I will never, I'll never fade him. Like it, it's either it's either Derrick Henry over or nothing. You know what I mean? Like right. There's no chance that I'd ever fade the guy, right? Because he could he could do that in one quarter. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I think the under is the player. I think it's gonna be a pretty tight game. All right, now speaking of something that's on the over, your boys at Omaha Steaks, they love you, Brian. Look. I love Follows them. In the air. What'd you say? I love them. <laughs> Follows in the air. And that means fall grilling with cookouts, tailgate parties, and so much more. Luckily, the flavor experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to savor all the flavors of fall with their mouthwatering assortments of perfectly aged steaks, ultra juicy burgers, and easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Now is the perfect time to load up on all this incredible flavor and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. By shopping their friends and family sale, go to omahasteaks.com and use our promo code A to Z. That's A-T-O-Z at checkout to get $30 off your order. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and stock up today. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, Brian. Guaranteed. And don't forget to score that extra $30 off your order when you use A to Z at checkout. Omaha Steaks, perfect. Those chilly and busy fall nights, you won't come close to getting this kind of quality at the grocery store visit omasteaks.com promo code a to z at checkout minimum order may be required all right now brian another question for i have for you because that's not a question at all all my steaks one taking care putting this show together so we appreciate them and their food is absolutely delicious i need more of those apple tartlets but here's the question for you right okay college football all right we're gonna get back to the nfl event. college football and we're gonna wait on tennessee as well because we've got a lot coming on that game but I want to know your best bets across the college football slate. Week 12, what do you got? All right, I'm going to go with Boston College, uh, plus 21. So Notre Dame has been a double-digit favorite. They're at Notre Dame, by the way. Um, uh, Notre Dame has been a double-digit favorite five times this year, 0-5 against the spread. Favored by 17 last week. They beat Navy uh, by three. Uh Favored by 26 against UNLV. Did not cover. Favored by 16 and a half against Stanford. Lost outright. Favored by 13 and a half against Cal. If they hadn't have gotten that nonsense offside call, they might have lost that one outright. And they're favored by uh, 20 over Marshall. And they lost outright. So they're horrible as a double-digit favorite. Whereas Boston College, which has had a very rough season, 
uh, got a huge upset win uh, at NC State last week, 21 to 20. And the week before that, they covered as an 11 and a half point dog uh, at home to Duke. They lost by seven. So uh, what has changed here the last couple of weeks? Well, the young quarterback, uh, Emmett Moorhead, uh, has started with Dracovic out. And look, I, I love Dracovic. Now, he hasn't had a good year this year. I kind of blame it on uh, a shaky O-line. But in the last two games, this backup, uh, while Dracovic is dealing with concussion protocol and a knee injury, He's thrown seven touchdown passes, four against Duke without an interception. Uh, he's gone for over uh, three, or he's gone for 330 yards passing in each of the games, so 660 uh, total. He did have two picks last week, but he had three touchdown passes as well. So give me BC uh, plus 21. Uh, let's also go with TCU. Now, um, I've been away from the computer. Uh, last look, they were two and a half, but I would yeah. like it up to three. Uh, TCU 10-0 straight up, 8-1-1 one, one against the spread. They're unbeaten in five road games with a 4-0-1 spread record, and their weakness all year has been their defense. But they go 60 minutes at Texas and keep them out of the end zone. Texas only scored on a scoop and score uh, defensive touchdown with 425 uh, left, so maybe the defense is coming around. And, and even with only 10 points last week, Texas still averages – 33.5 points per game. So that's not like some scrub offense that teaches you to use defense. Completely shut down. Love quarterback uh, Max Duggan, 25 to 2 TDI and T ratio with hey, the running back hey, Miller. Let me say this. Go ahead. Not to interrupt you. They shut oh, down ahead. one of the best running backs in the country. Like, like this, like hey, I say John that to, to elevate what you're saying. Yeah. That defense is legit. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. Uh, absolutely. And, um, and Miller, the running back, man, he's just having a hell of a year. 1,148 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns, 6.6 yards per carry average. And Baylor got housed at home by five touchdowns against uh, TC, uh, I'm sorry, K-State uh, last week. So I like TCU minus two and a half or three. Okay, so LSU fell victim to the vintage letdown scenario last week at Arkansas. Um, that was, you know, somewhat That was predictive. the easiest underplay that we had last week. That no I mean, it, that was it, it was free money, yeah. Especially with KJ uh, out, which you know we kind of suspected he might be, but we, we you know we didn't know for sure until uh, before that game or shortly before the game. But anyhow, um, UAB on the road this year, four zero and four, but straight up and against the spread, they've lost at uh, FAU, Western Kentucky, Rice, and Liberty, and now they're going into Baton Rouge at night. Uh, LSU five and one, both straight up and against the spread in six home games. I know they played bad last week, but they won. But I still think it sets up for almost a bounce back type performance. And the last five times UAB stepped up in class against Power Five teams, zero and five, both straight up and against the spread. They've been beaten by an average of twenty eight uh, points per game. They're also mired in a one and four against the spread slump, whether home or, or away this year, and. Uh, I, I got it at 14 early in the week. If your number's 14 and a half, I'd buy it to 14 just in case. I don't think we're going to need it. I, I'm okay with it at, at minus uh, 15. I think LSU uh, rolls uh, UAB. Um, I haven't been playing. Um, I don't know that I've, I don't think I've played any unders for Troy this year, but they've had a lot of numbers in the low 40s. This is their highest total since October 1st as they're playing uh, ULM at home. I'm going to go under 48. The under is cashed in five straight for Troy in six of their last seven. The five combined scores have been 19, 40, 16, 31, and 37. So 
all of them at least eight points under the total we have here. Two of them didn't even get half halfway to 48. Troy's ninth in the nation in scoring defense, giving up only 16.7 uh, points per game, and their game's average combined scores of 38 points uh, per game. So uh, last one, Duke plus 7.5 at Pitt. Um, Duke has won three in a row. All by double, or I'm sorry, uh, two by double-digit margins, both on the road at Vatek and at Miami. They're at Pitt. I like them plus seven and a half. They've been an underdog four times this year, three and one, both straight up and against the spread. As a dog, the only non-cover and outright loss, they were plus seven at Kansas. They lost by eight, so they lost to the line by one point. Riley Leonard, their QB, 2,113 passing yards, 13 to five. TDI and T ratio, and he leads them in rushing yards with 624, 10 touchdowns, 6.2 yards per carry average. Keaton Slovis, not having that great of a year, 6 to 6 TDI and T ratio. I think we've got the quarterback advantage, and I think we've got the head coaching advantage with Elko, who's not being mentioned like, you know, Sonny Dykes and Probably not even getting the love Jim Mora Jr. and Lance Leipold are getting, but nobody in the country has done a better job of coaching than Mike Elko taking this Duke team that's been really bad the last couple of years, and he's got them sitting there at 7-3, and three, like Duke plus 7.5. And, and that's it for college. Not a ton of games, man. I think the lines are really good, and a lot of SEC teams are you know playing non-conference and kind of a look ahead to rivalry games. So that's going to do it for me. Nice. I like it. All right, so you just brought up a great point. We're now that we're in the college football playoff portion of the season, we have been, you know, for two weeks. So it's not like I'm saying this right now, but narratives are real. Okay. And this is what I mean by it. Last week, we spoke on this show saying teams that are ranked, you know, two through eight have one way to impress the committee win and win big points. That's it. Right. Go back to last week. Let's take a look. Number two, Ohio State, covered. Number three, Michigan, covered. Number four, TCU, covered. Number five, Tennessee, covered. Number six, Oregon, lost outright. Number seven, LSU, pushed. Number eight, USC, covered. It it played out. They knew. Now, here's the thing. That could work in some games. It's not going to be every single one of them, so I'm not coming out with that. What I am saying is that take a look at how these teams operate and number two the look ahead like you said okay michigan ohio state they both know what time it is all right that being said take a look at these teams in the first halves okay ohio state first half michigan first half all right because in the second half of these games could get a little weird especially michigan illinois might not be a ton of points scored on both sides but michigan in the first half minus nine and a half could be a solid bet, all right? Ohio State could be a solid bet. I don't, I'm don't. i not worried about Ohio State looking ahead, and I'm not too terribly much about Michigan either, but those two teams right there. TCU, minus two and a half. A million percent, dude. A million percent. You give me that number under three? All day, son. Like, like TCU, you might even want to look at their team total in the second half because they, that's where they score their points. Michigan scores all their points in the first half of games, and then they just coast. Now, Illinois has got a good defense, but that's how Michigan plays, right? So pay attention to that. But, yeah, TCU minus two and a half. Um, Also, okay, I hate to say this. Do you like Vandy? No. Uh, (laughs) 
I love Florida in this spot. Give me the Gators minus 14. Nobody's talking about it. Florida's playing excellent football right now. Last Billy couple Napier, games would look pretty good. Very good. Very, very good. And, you know, for a Florida team, that, and when I say this, not playing for uh, quote-unquote anything, meaning a college football playoff berth. Like, they, they're clearly playing bowl, bowl game, all that, right? I'm just saying that for this. Uh, that locker room and that team is focused. If you look at Vandy coming off a huge win over Kentucky, locally in You're Nashville. talking me into it, A.B. You're me talking me into it. Here in Nashville all week, <laughs> kind of seen coaches doing the media tour. They're doing the celebration, and rightfully so. I love sure. the Vanderbilt coaching staff. These guys have earned it, and I love this Vanderbilt team. These sons of guns are sawed-off dudes that do not quit, ever. I love everything about them. This is a nightmare matchup for them. If you're giving me Florida 14, buddy, hand it to me. I'll take the Gators all day long. That's my favorite play in college football across the board. I think Florida, Let's go. Yeah, I think Florida handles business in this one for sure. You might even want to take Florida first half, too. Like, I think that they come out. That's what I'll, it, I, it's yeah. probably more than seven, though, right? It's got to be eight, I would think, or – I haven't seen it yet. Probably. I I don't see it in front of me, but yeah. Like, I I think it was seven. I'd do it for sure. Yeah. I think Florida handles their business. All right. Now, let's just get to it. Tennessee, South Carolina. Okay. Six o'clock central kick in Columbia. And I'll tell you what, I'll go first on this one. All right. Let you follow up. I've made you go first on like all of them. All good, man. All good. Tennessee. we, We talked about it last week, wrote a big number. Tennessee, they know what the game plan is. You score, you score, you score, win big. That's it. I mean, not only, I mean, that's their plan any week, but now, like, there's there's no, there's nothing else. You go out, you win, you win big, and you keep the foot on the gas pedal. And let me also say this. Josh Heupel, with these uniform, like, the, the cool, like, different uniforms, you notice what he's doing. He's using these in games to where there could be a risk, a letdown, a weird type of game, right? He brings these out because it keeps the players focused on this team, and they've done it. Pitt, Florida, that, like that's what they do. It's very smart that he's doing it, absolutely smart, and I think that Tennessee comes out. They didn't even play that well last week, and they put up 66 points. This is a team that scored 50-plus points in five games this year. Against the spread, they're terrific. And that's at plus 21 favorites or more. Give me Tennessee with the 22. I'll take them to cover the spread. Give me Tennessee in the second half. Team total over 20 and a half. All right. I'm not saying that they have a slow first half. I'm not saying that at all. But South Carolina is a weird team. But they're going to lay down. And South Carolina turns the ball over a lot. You just saw it against Florida, right? Like you've got a pretty good look at South Carolina. Uh Tennessee will score three touchdowns in the second half of the game. Up, down, tied, whatever. They're going to score three touchdowns in the second half. So give me Tennessee with the cover. Give me Tennessee second half, team total over 20 and a half. What do you think? All right, so it, I write a, a column, a betting column every week for Gamecock uh, Central. And so, you know, I got to pick the South Carolina game in, in there. I've done pretty good on South Carolina games, but they're, they're not necessarily plays that are a part of my plays. And, you know, the fact that Tennessee is looking for style points and whatnot makes me kind of fear this, but my pick in that, in that column was under uh, 66. 
That was yesterday morning. I haven't. I'm sorry. Did you say the total? What What is the total now? Do you know? Like, yeah, it's, it's, I, it's the last I saw, 66. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So, two of South Carolina's ten games have had 65 or fewer. Um, or I'm sorry, only two have. I'm, no, I said that completely wrong. Only two have had more than 65. So, um, and then Tennessee on the road, the under is three and zero, and. It doesn't sound like Marshawn Lloyd's going to be able to play with South Carolina. He hadn't played the last two games, and that is just huge for them because um, their other running backs just aren't very good, and, and Lloyd is elite, in my opinion. And he helps them in the passing game, not not just running the ball. So um, under 66, but I'm not trying to talk any listeners into playing uh, that because I think it's hard to kind of re – I don't know how much – It's hard I'll, to gauge I'll, Tennessee and their points. And not to interrupt you, but I'll say this. No, go ahead. I, I usually play Tennessee team totals. We did last week on this show, over 37 and a half. We almost doubled it, all right? Yeah. But it's sitting at 44 and a half this week, and I haven't played it. I might, but I, I'm with you. Like, when this could be a Tennessee cover, and it's 35 to 6, right? Or, like, or 40 – five to eight or nine or you know it, yeah, I mean? it, it, it could be it could be weird so I, I said all that to say i, I agree with you I, I don't disagree at all playing the total is tough because you just you just don't know what you're gonna get so yeah yeah going. i just don't think we're gonna get enough offense out of south carolina so I, I i'll go under 66 but not a huge play i don't even know that i'll actually even and even better I, I gotta do it for the column and and for <laughs> and for our combo so well um, you know what it, it's not a bad play either because honestly like if, if South Carolina has no run game, like first, that's what Tennessee's defense excels in is stopping the run. And if they turn you into one dimensional, like not that their secondary is great, but it they, but get, South Carolina can't protect Rattler. They no. haven't protected him. All it, no. And that, that's the thing. And, and you know, they all South Carolina already turns the ball over a lot and it could be even worse this time. And it could lead like it could lead to a lot of short fields for Tennessee's offense, which would be bad. But that being said, I, I, it could be horrific for South Carolina's offense. Like you, you might not get much output. And, and if it's if it's big at halftime, Tennessee, they might just lay down. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, let's get to the last part here. The NFL. All right, we talked about the Titans tonight, but looking around the rest of the league, I'll let you go first. What do you got? All right, I really like the Giants uh, minus three at home. I got burned going in it against the Lions last week. I had the Bears had a fourteen point lead early fourth. It was looking great, and Detroit gets a, a pick six and a touchdown drive. And then Chicago answers with the long fields run, but they missed the PAT, and then they give up another tutty to Detroit. And because of the missed PAT, Detroit uh, wins. And oh man. Uh, that would hurt me last week, <laughs> but I'm going to fade Detroit again. So Giants seven and two, both straight up and against the spread um, at home. They're four and one, both straight up and against the spread. Uh, Daniel Jones looked good last week. They were coming off the bye week. Um, 13 of 17, 197 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Saquon, 152 rushing yards on 35 carries, one touchdown. Jones has only thrown two interceptions this year. He's given them timely runs for first downs when he scrambles, 5.6 yards per carry average. Barkley, 931 rushing yards, six touchdowns, 4.7 yards per carry average. Um, Detroit, uh, one and three straight up, two and two against the spread on the road, but they got to travel twice in two weeks. And, um, you know, I, I just don't see them uh, winning back-to-back uh, road games. So give me the G-men uh, minus 
three. Uh, I will also, um, I haven't seen yet, but I'll also uh, be looking to get on A.J. Brown's prop over. He had a, his uh, season-low performance last week. I think Jalen's going to try to get him involved early. So his receiving yards prop has been uh, in the upper 60s or low 70s. I'll be looking uh, for that um, again uh, this week. And, man, I, there's a lot of weather and there's a lot of injuries. And I those that's the only two I've committed to. I apologize, but uh, maybe you'll talk me into one. Let's hear what you got, bro. Well, I'll say, first off, that you brought up a good point. There is bad weather. In a lot of places, especially the Northeast. Especially Buffalo game might get moved to Detroit, yeah. by the way. So Yeah, like that could be craziness, right? So, yeah, that's one thing to pay attention to for sure. And I'll give you a perfect example because last night, or I'm sorry, yesterday morning on our show, The Early Edge, okay? Uh, I paid attention in Michigan to the local, local meteorologists, right? Because I want to know the weather. We had a bunch of Mac games in Michigan. Local guy, Central Michigan. Oh, there could be flurries. Could be flurries. Maybe a winter Twenty percent chance. Twenty five. I'm guessing. Twenty eight feet of snow. As soon as I turned <laughs> right, on the I game, saw, I was like, I right. "So be careful with that." That's a great point. Now, you brought him up. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles minus seven in Indianapolis for a couple reasons. One, I like what Jeff Saturday did against the Raiders. Awesome. That's cool. I'll ride you in the first week for the jolt of energy. Second one. Problems come back up, all right? And you're playing against an Eagles team that just lost, had their worst output game of the year, right? And I like that it's a short week for them. I like that. Don't even just get on the plane and go. Let's go. We're not trying to uh, replan the world. Let's just, let's get back. Like, I like that. Give me the Eagles minus seven. Also, give me the Eagles first half. Team total over 13 and a half. They, they hit this number constantly. You might even be able to get it 12 and a half. They just smash this number over and over and over. We've talked about how they're a first-half team, a second-quarter team. Take that in the first half. Now, I'm going to say it. The Cowboys are going to smash the Vikings. It's going to happen. It's a tough spot for Minnesota after that thriller last week. Yeah, and look, this is nothing against Minnesota. They're playing excellent ball. Kirk Cousins is playing good ball. I get it. I have not said anything negative. Uh, the Cowboys, I could tell immediately after the game, the loss of the Packers and all week that they immediately realized how big of a loss that that was for the team, for their head coach. Like they were, in, they immediately got it and they knew. I think that they come out focused. I think they come out pissed off. And I think that they run the damn football, which they should have been doing. because Pollard, working. I don't know why they went away from Pollard last week. Don't either. Ridiculous. Don't either. But I think that they come out and hammer on both sides. I think if you're looking for a Kirk Cousins interception game, think this is your game, right? And again, doesn't mean anything negative on the Vikings throughout the full year. This is just one game in, a, in, in the season. But I think the Cowboys are going to come out absolutely as focused as possible. And they're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I will absolutely take that one and a half. Um, let me add, I, I cannot do mind if I cut you off there. I, I've been doing this Travis Kelsey prop here the last few weeks and it's been really good. So I, again, I haven't seen his receiving yards prop yet. If it's, if it's 80 or fewer, uh, I love, I love it. Um, so he's got 108, 98, 106 and 81 receiving yards last four games. And with Juju out, um, I don't know 
what the Canarius Tony props will be like, and we couldn't trust him to get enough snaps and targets uh, in New York. Um, but it looked like Patrick Holmes was develop, developing yeah. a little chemistry with him. But I think Andy Reid likes having a new toy. And, uh, you know, Valdez Scantling is questionable. Uh, I'm pretty sure Juju's out. I, actually, what I'm looking at says questionable. Uh, Hardman's questionable. So I like that. I mean, I don't know what is what his prop numbers will be. Yeah, prop, for anybody who who doesn't like follow prop betting weekly, yeah. they generally come out Friday afternoon, morning, afternoon. Like they start to leak out, so that's why on Thursday we don't have the numbers in front of us. So yeah, keep yeah. Going. If he's only got like thirty five receiving, now if it's like sixty or something, never mind. But um, I think it'll probably be pretty low. And if it's only like in the thirties or something, I I, I think uh, Mahomes and him. We're starting to click a little bit last week. So maybe just keep an eye on it. I'm not saying for sure because I don't know what the numbers are. Yeah. No, that's a great point. Great point. All right. That's about all the time we have. Brian, any final thoughts that you have? Anything you're seeing over the weekend? Um, St. John's basketball, man. Not necessarily tonight because it's around 160, but I've hit a couple of their overs. Uh, keep an eye out for them. They're the th- they're 3-0 to the over. I know it's a low-key game, and I, I doubt, I'd, I'd be shocked. Those are your money makers. About- I like hey, I like Troy minus six in college basketball. I go way back with their coach Scott Cross used to be at UT Arlington and be a covering uh, machine. They beat FSU the other night, and they're only minus six to Merrimack. And I followed their game with St. John's because I had the over. So you know, once I establish a little familiarity with a team, then I start tracking them. And so I'm not against that. That's a, like a five central tip off. Um, and da, 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 da. oh, NBA, I like Kevin Herter's uh, prop to go over uh, 14 and a half points for Sacramento uh, tonight. He's uh, he's uh, averaging better than 16 points per game, and he's got, had 19, 17, and 16 in the last three games. And he had 22, 26, 27 a couple of weeks ago. You go over 14 on Herter. Uh, points prop tonight with the Kings and Spurs. Nice. I like it, man. I like I'm it. I'm starting also- to get into these props now. Vegas Insider's making us – do prop picks in our pick pack now. Yeah. So I, I'm getting into them a little more. I love it. Where can we find that article at? Like uh, well, just uh, in general, on yeah. VegasInsider.com. Uh, yep. Beautiful. All right. We got to check that out. I love yeah, it. Yeah, brother. It. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, best of luck tonight on your bets for Thursday Night Football and all weekend. We'll be live uh, next week. Normal time, Friday, 2 p.m. Central. But until then, everybody, best of luck. Let's catch these tickets. We'll see you next week. Good luck, everybody.